0: for reasons, reason I'm in the chaos dimension reasons eclipsed by tension
1: had to start a fight slash in and out of patience by Parquet Courts, whom Joe loves and I like.
0: Uh yeah, quality track. Good album. Yeah. Fine band. Yeah. We should
1: review it so we don't get banned from SoundCloud. Um anyway, uh Joe, uh in our infinite preparedness, we didn't have a funny bit for this podcast. So what I did is I did a Google News search for the word rap. And I'm just going to read you the headlines. And um, you've tried to, I don't know, you just respond to the headlines. Cause I can funny do that. Headlines. I can do that. All right. All right, so our first news story about rap is uh, from Bloomberg. Initial coin offerings are getting a bad rap. Joe, is it true? Should we all be getting in on initial coin offerings more than we are?
0: Uh, I mean, are... I know there are various coins associated with artists. So, I mean, can I get a, I mean, if I, if it's a Kendrick coin, a hundred percent, we should put all the proceeds from this podcast into it. Um, you know, Vince Staples coin, you know, I guess that's be a Compton coin, or long beach coin. I um Uh, North coin. Yeah. Um, North coin. Yeah. I'm, I'm in, I'm in North coin. Um, uh and so is Mike. Right, so is no, so is mike bloomberg
1: <laughs> i would definitely def i think the most the most appealing uh musical artist coin would be the uh run the jewels coin for yes sure. yes because um, if anything has a chance of taking down the fed it's that anyway um uh from pitchfork three days ago our rap albums really getting longer um you know what I don't think I need to investigate that.
0: Paul, there's no way to know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I started to say
1: like, hmm, if only we can measure it. But then I thought, well, are you going to weight them by Spotify streams? Like, like there are going to be a lot of questions about what counts and what doesn't count when you do that. But you know what? It's a stupid question. Um, All right. Next. Uh, it's about some guy from Britain named Geica, who is the, f- the gripping new voice of British rap. Have you ever heard of Geica, Joe?
0: No, I have not. Um, apparently, uh, his voice has not gripped my England, Scotland, or Wales.
1: Yeah, well, um, we're, he's not going to grip us now either. Uh, okay, watch. Notre Dame commit raps, takes shots at USC. Um, and it looks like it's a white guy. Uh, oh,
0: Oh, that was a roller coaster. I was excited. I mean, you know, absolutely <laughs> the football players should be, uh, engaged in, you know, back and forth diss tracks. Uh, but not the white guy who committed to Notre Dame.
1: Joe, Joe, do you want to know what this guy's name is? Yes. It's, it's hunter spears which Uh, is a truly ridiculous name (laughs) Uh,
0: i you know i think i would probably would have guessed hunter and would i like my top five names for that Uh, it's just
1: wow, for sure but with spears on the end of it i mean yeah come on man
0: the hopefully he's the third
1: (laughs) yeah oh yeah exactly wow okay um uh let's see jimmy fallon raps donald dumps donald trump's tweets Joe, could uh, anything be less appealing?
0: <laughs> I, you know, uh, maybe. S- nope, nope. I tried to. I tried to think of something. <laughs> I tried to think of another late night host. Um, maybe no. If, Jimmy Fallon may- is definitely the worst
1: late night host to do that. I would maybe, much rather
0: see Conan wrap Donald Trump. Maybe tweets. if Jimmy Fallon was doing it in one of Jerry Seinfeld's fucking cars, that would be worse. <laughs> So if that's if oh, that's man. a detail then then I'm I'm
1: that's yeah. worse. Man we uh we watched comedians and cars getting coffee for the first time like 2 days ago. Oh man. Uh, I'm sorry. We went back to we went back to the first one to watch him do it with Jim Carrey. Uh I didn't realize how much he was going to be like a creepy old man about the cars in the in the videos and just like awkwardly shifting, even though
0: he thinks he's a big car nut. It, it was very weird. It's a strange. I thought people liked that show. No, the people, people like still like Jerry Seinfeld, but he's a giant asshole on that show. Yeah. And it is. Yeah. It's one of those things that, that it's definitely um, the negative of just the plethora of money for content right now it's just that 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 you know netflix will just make whatever and they just yeah it, you know jerry seinfeld just makes a show with random well, I mean, words in the name exactly <laughs> okay last one um
1: no no actually we're gonna do two more yes but, let it roll uh, rap is art So why do some academics still feel as if they have to defend it? Why, Joe? That's from the Chronicle of Higher Education. Um, (laughs) Well, that's that's just weird.
0: (laughs) You know, it would be, I would would say, number one, they probably feel like their job is of less value if they no longer have to defend rap. I'm sure there's some first-generation rap scholars who just... (laughs) built their careers on proving it was art. And now it's hard to yeah. let go of that battle. Um, and uh, the, uh, from the other side, it's that if I go back and think about it, like probably a solid 80% of the professors I had in college would say rap was not art. So, cause they were hmm. old and white. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Not that some of them I weren't bet, open-minded, but
1: I bet all the old white guys at my college would have acknowledged that rap was
0: clearly some kind of art. Maybe not
1: art they liked, but dude. I had a they, I, they could understand that
0: it was art. I had an English professor who taught the Romantic poets, and this guy he would not even admit Walt Whitman was art. He thought Walt Whitman was trash. So I don't think he's gonna. <laughs> It's it's a, it's a well, tough battle with some of these.
1: Hey, these hey rap has meter and rhymes, which gives it two That's legs true. up on Walt maybe, Whitman. Maybe he
0: would have um maybe actually he would have uh gone back and and approved of its It has some romantic qualities to it, you know? It really does uh, sing the yeah. praises of of the world around the MC. Uh, rap is romantic poetry. I did, uh, I attended a talk in college by uh, Derek Walcott, R.I.P., uh, Nobel Prize winning poet, and uh, he um, uh, said, you know, poetry won in the form of the heroic couplets of rap. And uh, it was hard to disagree. Oh, no,
1: I mean, like, if you count all the pop lyrics that exist as verse, like verse is doing great. Um, it's just, it's, it's gone from, uh, you know, 2,500, 3,000 years ago, people stopped always putting music to it. And now we've just gone back to, we're always putting music to it pretty much. So I think they're, they're poems uh, all around us. Um, I had a, I had another professor who, who argued that the modern urge to poetry just was diverted into song lyrics um so i buy it um okay here's the last one i don't i don't know what this acronym means but pnp chief urges leftist leaders to surrender over murder rap
0: wow yeah so wait so are they surrendering they did they because the
1: murder rap was hit them so hard that's what i hope
0: yes like did yes yeah. so did the people that are surrendering <laughs> did they make the murder rap
1: presumably that's what actually happened but I like to imagine that somebody did a murder rap about these leftist leaders and he he ethered them so hard that uh their opponents are now saying like y'all just gotta surrender you gotta quit you're you're out as politicians because of how hard this rap was
0: oh uh, maybe okay so maybe we realize maybe you realize this but I bet, I feel like that article is using the word rap in terms of like uh, uh, an accusation. <laughs> 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 okay. Okay, I'm reading it. Okay, this is from the Philippines. The but we are, is not the gonna, Philippine... <laughs> we are not huh. going to read the article. We are not going to find out. <laughs> oh, I just found out. You were right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Damn it. No, I really did think that there was a rap about murder and- and it was like released by like I was imagining like you know some flunky, on a leftist party, and so then their conservative opponents were like you you gotta quit the race, um because of how of how mean the rap was that your people released, hmm. but um no no somebody was charged with murder. Um, so- Paul,
0: would you like to see Mumford and Son cover Radiohead's All I Need? Joe,
1: I would rather.
0: Listen to Jimmy Frat Fallon rap
1: Donald Trump's tweets. That do that, and that's that's the literal truth.
0: Yes, me too. Me too. <laughs> yes, yes, and so you don't stop. Cool, ID, best rapper. You don't stop. Another fucking hundred fucking dollar stop for you and your mom. Come on, yeah, you can never define anything but divine love. I'm a savage beast, <laughs> slightly above average. Nah, now preferences relative my references consistently uh bring you to another vicinity i hit you with the riddles consistently dead in the middle a little triply little did we know that we triggered a few. Uh, the uh and welcome to savage beast uh i'm joe gallagher and with me as always cranking that soldier boy it's paul mccloud
1: uh you know um I think the only thing I remember about that song is that he says, Superman that hoe. And then I found out what Supermanning that hoe is. And I was like, well, that's where we are in 2008 in America.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so, you know, like I'm not a prude or anything, but it's kind of. Yeah,
0: the, it, that, <laughs> that particular act seemed uh, gratuitous. Uh, yeah, to the point. I mean, it's
1: just like, <laughs> it, I, you know what it is? It's that it's something an eight-year-old would do, and yes. eight-year-olds shouldn't be playing any games involving cum. Is yes. my rule,
0: yes, generally. That's yeah, absolutely the the truth. Well, I'm glad we've established uh- that here on <laughs> Savage Beast. Thanks, Soldier Boy
1: yeah as usual this is our, uh, our 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 you know we on this podcast what we like to do is we like to lay down new moral conditions that everyone should follow and we like to keep everybody in line and i think that's one that uh, that will make a big impact um
0: uh, crank yeah. that what? crank that moral relativism <laughs> joe uh uh
1: what is uh what is our topic for the day
0: Paul, uh, we are here to get high, Um, Mm -hmm. high on uh, knowledge and good discussion uh, about uh, getting stoned. And we... I think this was originally my idea um, kind was. of inspired by uh, our one live episode, um, which we got pretty stoned for. Um, and <laughs> I realized later that the topic we should have discussed was um, what if, what effects do getting stoned have on music and yeah. um, kind of lay out, you know, why it's, um, and an ideal and favored condition for listening to uh, both new and classic tracks. Uh, All right. Yeah. And I say, and so then what we did uh, to kind of have some structure for this conversation is we each created a playlist, a four song uh, playlist bonsai uh for the other to listen to uh while stoned.
1: Yes. And the the goal I believe as you said was for the playlist to, to blow the other person's mind while he was stoned.
0: Yes. Yes, that certainly I I wanted uh my playlist to be a profound auditory experience.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, I propose that we have this discussion by just moving through the playlists, one playlist at a time, in order, and uh, talk about the tracks and the themes that come up. But do you have anything you want to say before that?
0: I don't know. Do, should we open? Uh, uh, do you have any opening remarks?
1: No, I think I kind of want to just you know let, let the listener get an idea of our, our thoughts about marijuana and uh, music from from our selections and our thoughts about them so and right. then we can wrap it up all right but that's my thought uh so, so sh- this was your idea i say you get to pick whether we do your list or mine first and i all i'll say is that your list is excellent so
0: as um, is as is yours uh, i'd say let's do the one you created first okay works for me <laughs> yes all right all right so
1: this is a track by an artist whom I'm going to propose that we call DJ Soft R Fox mm-hmm. and love it uh, the name yeah the name of the track is Sinistro so here we go) <laughs> All right. That again was uh, Sinistro from DJ Softar Fox from his Cronio EP. Uh, he is a an artist from Portugal uh, from the slums uh, of Lisbon um, where he is one of the foremost uh, practitioners of the art of batida, which you have just heard a sample of. Um, so it's, uh, it's sort of like a you know uh idm kum polyrhythmic african music form of dance music and uh, uh i should say actually you know I, I declined the opportunity to offer some opening remarks but uh just some of the ground rules i gave myself were that you know i was very concerned with the blow your mind part of the proposal um you know just you should be getting like really into the music and like whoa what's mm-hmm. going on mhm um uh surprise would be good and um also i wanted to partially because it just goes along with that goal and partially um well mostly because of that i decided to restrict myself to music that i was fairly sure you at least didn't have a deep relationship with Mm -hmm. maybe that you've heard some of these songs that i've shared them with you but certainly we hadn't discussed them right um so uh, that made it that meant I was digging into some some fairly deep cuts even for my own collection, um, but so this song uh, I first heard when it came out about uh, four months ago, and uh, I listened to it when I was just catching up on some of my new music listening, and I happened to be stoned AF when I turned it on, and uh, uh, as soon as that sort of like whooping, uh, like imploding bass in the background comes in, a few measures in, I was just like, my mind was blown. And so I thought, I will attempt to blow Joe's mind with this uh, when it came time to put this playlist together. It's uh, the first track on the EP uh, from which it comes. And so that makes it, uh, it has some good opener qualities in that it builds just a little bit, but it's instantly sort of throwing some interesting sounds at you, and it continues to build a bunch of weird-ass polyrhythmic patterns uh, throughout its playtime, but it never drops the uh, the body-quaking bass uh, that is really what earned its place on this playlist. So, I don't know. Right. Joe, how did you right. feel the first time you heard this song?
0: Well, luckily, uh, for uh, just this question, um, for each of uh, your four songs... Um, I, I wrote my thoughts down as I listened. Uh, Uh so we'll start there. Um, and, uh, these notes, um, uh, they mirror my mental state as I proceed through, uh, the playlist for, but for Sinistro, um, I wrote compelling, propulsive with sounds unnerving, almost a piece of performance art with a manipulated voice, I felt on a ride dropping into new beats with every curve of the roller coaster and all the while trying to keep track of the laser light show. Um, Nice. uh, Sort of a, a space mountain vibe um, where you're, (laughs) you know, a roller coaster inside. uh, And uh, I, I, it's funny because one effect of having your mind blown by these songs for the first time when you're stoned is that you do for me i do have to write it down because i have to go back and listen to them sober to you know really <laughs> jog my memory you know because I kind of a memory of the effect but not the song itself because it's it's the absolute first time i'm listening to it um yeah uh but my mind is blown and and now that you say that this is a unique uh, genre and it, it sort of blends some of those polyrhythms into IDM uh i i think that was something i really responded to and is uh absolutely perfect uh for um you know pairing with a nice Oregon sativa blend <laughs> absolutely um
1: two things uh one the holy ep uh from which this song comes is good so check it out Two, uh, Joe, do you know, um, you know, like uh, you would say uh, people who speak English are Anglophone. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you know what the equivalent term is for people who speak Portuguese?
0: Um, I feel like I've heard it before, but I don't know it. It's Lusophone, which I never would have guessed. Nice. So uh,
1: I say that just because this article mentions he's part of the Afro-Lusophone diaspora. So mm.
0: there you go. All right. Um, which, given the trade that Portugal was engaged yeah. in, yeah, uh, was oh, probably quite, quite pretty quite big. a diaspora.
1: Yeah, I mean Angola speaks still speaks Portuguese, and there must be several other countries, so Bra- um, like, Brazil. Well, I mean, in Africa. Oh yes. I guess. <laughs> Sorry. No, that was um, fair. That was that was that was <laughs> me being a smart ass. Um okay. Um all right. Next we're going to move on to Wasp by Farrell. <laughs> that was wasp uh again by Farrell from his ep nexus um this is uh an extremely obscure track that pitchfork happened to review the album for it from uh, a couple of years ago and uh i'm always on the lookout for um electronic music both uh melodic and um ass quaking and this uh, fits that bill. It also, by sheer serendipity, turns out that if you sequence it directly after Sinistro, the transition is just beautiful when there's no pause between them. It uh, Sinistro just sort of goes hard to the end, and then this starts with a big uh, plink, and then it goes through about a minute of sort of weird ambient sounds before it kicks back into um, heavy bass, which manages to rock you despite the fact that there are actually no drum sounds on the track. It's just real heavy sub bass, uh, blasts that, you know, mimic a kick drum pretty well. And then he actually just uses like these splashy, uh, synth chords to do what the, um, what the snare drum would normally do on a dance track. And it is no less dancey for it. Um, Uh, and then it goes through a few movements and never really sort of stays in one place for very long, which is another thing I appreciate in electronic music. Um, but anyway, the, the heaviness was what inspired me to put it on my list because when I am stoned, Joe, I like music. I mean, I like all kinds of music to be honest. Uh, everything is better when you're stoned except for like, you know, concentrating, um, and uh, uh, all forms of music are better stoned, if you ask me. But especially that which throws your body around like a ragdoll. Uh, yeah.
0: Um, I, I, to address your general point first, I do think that you can. Um, all music is enhanced by being stoned. I'm not sure I would go mm-hmm. say it's better. Well, enhanced,
1: inter- what's the difference between being better and being enhanced, I guess is the question.
0: It's it's a deeper and richer, it can be a deeper and richer experience um, than, you know, listening to it in similar situation when you're uh, not stoned. But mm-hmm. for me, I would not necessarily say that um, I would want to always give up my concentration as you note, when listening to music and sometimes concentrating on it and having my yes. wits wits about me would be, but yeah, it's, it's better, but yeah, yeah, we can, we can, I actually, I'm fine with that shorthand that it's, it's better when you're stoned. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, um,
1: yeah, I get what you're saying because definitely sometimes you do catch your mind wandering when you're stoned. Yes. You to music. And oh you yeah. Start to feel bad.
0: Yeah. Um, Uh, so here's what I wrote for this track while it was going on. I wrote, ah, this is beautiful. Fuck, fuck, period. Fuck, period. Where, where is the piano? A man has brought it from the future. What has he done with it? When will the beat drop? Children, it has dropped. And the Lord of the dance smiled upon us. Uh... (laughs)
1: Well, you were stoned, Joe. That yeah, I was. was I was <laughs> um,
0: uh, listening listening to it sober. I just, I really do. I love, actually, love that there aren't drums and that it's all these synth sounds. Just these, you're just getting bounced around like a really abstract yeah. indie game, almost where there's like a ball yeah. going to the sounds. And and like you said, it does change around a lot. You're in different levels uh, it keeps you on your toes without seeming like being six different songs jammed together. Uh, so, um, I think this one was, uh, uh, maybe this, this was the second biggest, oh my God moment on the album for (laughs) me, blow my mind moment, uh, of the, of the playlist. Uh, and yes, yes. Uh, uh, and I'm, I'll am i have to go check out the rest of this uh, obscure artist.
1: Yeah, he's got, like, two EPs on Bandcamp. And uh, other than that, like, his his website listed on Bandcamp, he, like, let the domain expire. But then he's got a different domain now, and it seems like mostly he does graphic design for some fairly big brands uh, based on looking at his
0: website. Oh, God.
1: So, yeah. <laughs> he's based in New York City. Um uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I did want to return to your point about why you're writing all this down because, um, you have to go back and jog your memory sober. I find, I can remember the thoughts I had while I was stoned, but I agree that sometimes the musical substrate for those thoughts, uh, the specifics are gone, but that's also generally true. A lot of listening to any music the first time sober for me. I mean, You know, some things are so catchy. Like you hear the first time you heard "Call Me Maybe," you probably had "Call Me Maybe" stuck in your head, note for note. After that, but generally, I remember that I liked something, and then the details start to stick after the second or third or fourth listen. Um, But you're right; it probably is worse when you're stoned.
0: Yes, no, that's that's very true. I mean, if you think about like if you're uh, doing any uh, writing or uh, creating any art wallstone. I mean, a lot of times you'll, you know, you'll you'll have a great idea or what you write down, you'll like really, you'll remember it and you'll have you're like, that was a good idea. I do like what I did here, but you have to kind of like then go back and f- fill in a different aspect, like kind of match it up to the, uh, mm. to your sober thoughts about it and and sometimes reel it in. Uh, yes. Not even just reel it in, but just kind of like, okay, well, how much of this was? Like, I kind of got far away from something here, and I have to kind of connect it to, uh, yeah, non-stoned life.
1: Well, you definitely make some some inferential leaps when stoned, where the steps aren't always clear. Yes, I I I find the difference between my stoned and my my regular mind is that like. Um, I, I mean, you know, everybody talks about, like like DJs talk about being stoned, making you more creative, and I definitely feel like there are some wilder ideas that come, but there are also some really stupid ideas that you think are awesome at the time, um, which is, a, a, that's I'm not breaking new ground pointing that out, that's, like, the stereotype of stoners, um, but um, uh, it, what's interesting to me is the ratio, is that, like, you go back and i would say like maybe one between 1 and 3 and 1 and 5 things um, that you thought were really brilliant when you were stoned uh that you came up with are actually brilliant um and then the rest you're like uh
0: let's yeah and make sure that nobody ever finds out about this and and the ever. good <laughs> and like yes and the good dj's uh, have like put in the you know thousands of hours sober or just the the work sober to be uh good enough that what happens when they're stoned uh is you know that that skill comes over uh or
1: they edit uh 60 to 80 percent of their work out
0: after the fact yes um, which is that could well that yes that that <laughs> the the their skill beforehand it probably is what makes it so they only have to edit 80 percent rather than like <laughs> 99.5 uh, fair enough okay next track all
1: right all right here comes um
0: displaced from the
1: album stateless by dirty beaches displaced by uh, dirty beaches um so uh this is definitely on a on a a playlist full of weird music um and um in from a library uh my personal library of a lot of weird music this is definitely one of the weirder tracks um (laughs) and um uh i'll be interested to hear your thoughts Because it's possible that somebody could find this boring. Um, It (laughs) is It is as far as I could tell. He um, played some saxophone uh, bits and then sort of just like uh, fruity looped them together on top of each other in a lot of weird ways. And uh, in a really interesting sort of abstract, possibly arrhythmic um, loop... Uh, system and then gradually over the seven and a half minutes of the song he sort of puts in more bits and snatches and phrases from um some other instrument be it a saxophone or a i think it's a saxophone also um that sort of gradually takes a more prominent mournful uh melodic uh center position in the song um and, uh, uh, I find this song captivating personally. Um, I once walked all the way around a, the deck of a cruise ship in Norway in the middle of the night <laughs> at like negative 10 degrees listening to this song. <laughs> that, um, that'll help. <laughs> it was, I already liked it before that, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, it's, um, that's uh, – what a dipshit thing I just said. Anyway, um, so uh, anyway, um, I don't know. The There's just sort of a yearning and a disquiet to this song that gets me. I'm not sure I nailed the transition from the beats portion of this playlist to the um, – introspective uh uh weirdo music portion of this playlist but Mm -hmm. i had to get this song on there and that's how i did it so your thoughts uh
0: well first uh i i uh what i wrote during this seven minutes uh Mm -hmm. was two sentences uh you're doing good sweetie i'm over here on an edge too wide looking at a decision too (laughs) narrow uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then oh. and then i i'm pretty sure i spent like six six minutes and 45 seconds just kind of like sitting on the couch in a in a trance um uh, yeah. that uh, would be the
1: ideal thing for the song to do to you
0: <laughs> yes um uh i i'm Uh, A fan of Dirty Beaches, Um, I get his song, uh, his quote-unquote hit song, Lord Knows Best, uh, stuck in my head uh, somewhat regularly. Um, He definitely does record all his music, just like... If anyone records it just like sitting at his computer and and just does nothing else, I feel like it's him. You know, he's just like yeah. mumbling into a mic or just playing some loops and he's like, Yes, I'm done. Um and it's good. <laughs> it's good. I like this. I think that it's it's definitely uh the oh, to owned like can provide a situation akin to being on a cruise ship you know in in (laughs) norway like you can be like okay this is a special occasion i'm listening to this like something is happening while i'm listening to this and that can be good i mean you can you can kind of have that profound thoughts um as though you're you know in a uh unusual place or that you know it's it's a special evening um and uh you know i will say that that's that's maybe one of the uh downsides or i'd say pitfalls of getting stoned is that you can often um say okay now whatever i do will be amazing and you can like really set yourself up and then sometimes the uh you know as you chase that feeling you end up Kind of doing something it's cliche or you know um just kind of it's over the top um yes uh you know if you're just like you get stoned you're like I'm gonna put some Kendrick on and it just it's gonna blow my mind and I mean a lot of times it does <laughs> so sometimes you're just yeah. like yes this is awesome um but I I, <laughs> I digress um uh you know this in this case listen to this song in this position in this uh, album. It was good to leave the beat for a while and have yeah. these long moments of reflection. Um, yeah, and I like I yeah. like the crazy repetitive shit. Yeah,
1: yeah. This is like the one of the one of the more droney things that works for me. I I think what what I like about it for from the stone perspective is that you can be listening to it and be you know it's it's immediately it get, it sort of reveals all about its central motif right away. Um but um it's a really weird and somewhat complicated if you really pay attention to the details central loop. And um as a stone person when I'm listening to music, I find that, you know, um being able to focus on all the details of a complex thing at once is what stone being stone kind of does to me. Um so like I, you know, when I'm, when I'm sober, it's easier for me to focus on, um, you know, what are the drums doing right now? And I'm not listening as much to the other things, but I at least feel like when I'm stoned that I can be listening to each part individually all at the same time, not just appreciating it as a whole or focusing on one thing. And with this having, you know, the the nature of the saxophone is that it's um, especially when sort of uh, uh, when you're playing the same note over and over again, like he is here in quick succession, um, you sort of pick up on all the little differences in the way the tongue works and the breath works and the fingers mm-hmm. work. Um, and so that I think works well for when you're um, out of your mind on drugs. Um, but also yeah. the fact that you that it's so droney that you can sort of. Get all into it and then your mind can wander for a little bit and then you can come back and be like oh it's still doing it but there's a little bit extra going on now um i think that works personally for me as a stone person so well yeah
0: yes um and i I think as far as like paying attention to every sound every instrument um you know isolating the sounds and then picking apart what you're hearing and kind of understanding why it's so good, even if you can't always put it into words, um, mm-hmm. you you can just kind of watch what your head is listening to, and uh, and you know kind of see the process happening. Um, yeah, and and I you know that that to me we'll get to that to one of my tracks um, where uh, if you if you're listening to something stoned that you've listened to many many times in your life um it can that process <laughs> where you hear you hear all this stuff and you understand you know new things about how you like it can really um uh energize the song but we'll get to that Uh um, we'll get to that yes uh okay should we go to the final the final track final track
1: all right this is never by corliss from his album Eugen. Never by Corliss. Um, You know, I think I picked only tracks from EPs for this by sheer chance. (laughs) Anyway, um, so uh, this is a dude from Scotland who um, uh, has sort of disappeared since he released this a few years ago, as far as I can tell. But um, it's it's really good. It's a really good little EP. Uh, You will appreciate, Joe, that the cover of the album appears to be some sort of astrological body that is half blue and half red Mm. much like the planet Solaris Mm. um yeah and it certainly could be the soundtrack for visiting Solaris um Mm -hmm. anyway it's a lot of uh just sort of it's just you know like pure uh tonal composition in synths there are no beats and um I don't know it's just like there are a couple, just a few elements to the song, but they're all they're really good and he messes around with the tempos like you heard there. The main riff uh, or melody starts out one way and then gets a little more complex and then slows way down before a much faster melody comes in on top of it. And then the song just sort of modulates all that from there. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. At at that point, I think I wrote my little bit at that point. So I'm, I'm just going to read it now and and you can continue. Um, uh, shit. The beat is slowing down. Where is my mind? Oh, oh, here it is. (laughs) Impeccable sounds. Sounds can be perfect, right? This one is red interior. Something I've understood in a past life. Life is one thing, one organized, one organism across this planet satisfying absolutely satisfying wow uh,
1: so first of all you made a lot of potential references to the book solaris in, uh, comments, <laughs> so. <I> did. <laughs> interesting um this
0: was my favorite song from from of the four for sure um, awesome yes uh I, I i interrupted you did you have more oh i was just gonna describe technically a little
1: bit i love the way that main riff plays around with just like modulating the level of dissonance in the like uh the you know not chords but doubled notes it's playing anyway um go on with what you were saying because um i'm gratified to hear how much you love this because i i've i've been into this for a long time and i just noticed like i played this track like a
0: lot of times for me <laughs> so nice. that's good um i you know one uh, thing that i absolutely love about smoking and listening to music is the synesthesia where mm-hmm. you know what you're listening to becomes a vision in your mind you, you know whether it's something as complex it's like you're going through you know a crystal yeah. castle in space or it's just you know with this song there's more just you know this idea of these like Ruby colored, like deeply red shining, like lights and lines, you know, when, when the, it, it, especially when it changes at that one point. And it's just, yeah. it's a, it's very pleasing to kind of have your mind working um, in that way to have your senses kind of come together um, and allow you to kind of create freely and share things ideas between them between your ears and your eyes and your imagination behind them um and so a song like this where the sounds are absolutely perfect um i think that's what he does that's you know um Mm -hmm. the, the the lead quality on this is that you know he got uh the the sounds for the synth like absolutely perfect um and that to me uh, can really just set an entire tone. Like you can kind of like write an entire short story based around how it sounds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it just, it's, uh, it's, it's good. It's real good. Um, and, uh, and then when the tempo changes, Hey, yeah, that, that gets you off. Yeah, no, I, uh, I agree. I just,
1: I love the, the, sort of stuttery nature of the main um pattern and then like you said that particularly that synth whatever its patch is i don't know how to describe it's i want to say slightly horse sounding synth but that doesn't Mm -hmm. make sense so um but there's something a little pinched about it that i really love Um, if i thought about it more i could tell you whether it's triangle waves or sawtooth waves or whatever but uh maybe some ring synthesis in there anyway um, uh, I'm glad you liked, uh, some of the weirder, more obscure tracks on my playlist, Joe, which are all pretty weird and obscure. Um, so, uh, uh, generally I, I'm pleased by the reaction of your notes to this playlist and,
0: uh, uh, thank you for the coming up De- with this idea. Delightful. Yes, it was, uh, it was a pleasure. Um, uh. And yeah, I, th- I would say that the overall one overall takeaway from your playlist it was that I felt like it was a really coherent, uh, single, uh, experience. And, uh, that was cool. Oh, that cool. Was, yeah. That, I mean, that's kind of just cool. But, you know, I think being stoned allows, again, allows you to bring things like that together, um, and just enjoy, uh, the, parallels and juxtapositions um
1: well that's interesting because to be honest the way I put this together was I got real stoned um <laughs> and I started just list thinking of tracks in my library that I knew uh had especially weird and again sounds and again ones that I thought you wouldn't know really well already although it sounds like you knew dirty beaches better than I expected, um. And, uh, uh, I sort of just like, you know, picked a few and then matched them together and was pleased with the results. So I'm glad it worked out that way.
0: Um, uh, Mary Jane knows all in the end, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, if you put it all together in one session like that, you know, that's, that's all the, that's all the cohesive uh, drive that you need. That makes sense. Uh, okay we're gonna do something uh that we've never done here on savage beast uh and that is uh admit that we're wrong no just kidding uh we are going to um i thought you were uh, gonna
1: say say something nice about women but um geez. no just kidding we love women <laughs> we love
0: their music we probably love women's music more than men's um,
1: that's almost certainly true anyway go ahead yes
0: um <laughs> <laughs> I just <laughs> I had to play with the fire. Um uh yes, you did. You did. Uh we are going to split this podcast into two parts uh because we had a lot to say about Paul's playlist and we're going to have a lot to say about my playlist. Uh so uh yeah, tune in um for whenever we release the second podcast. I I some sub- sometime after this one later yeah it's gonna be so
1: good it's gonna be I I didn't prepare a joke it's gonna be as good as that joke we will have
0: prepared a joke good night